Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast with your hosts Jason, Jacob, and Jeff. Before we get into this week's topic, we're going to do our updates from the field. This is Sunday after opening day, so I know both Jacob and Jeff hunted uh, opening day. Jake, you even hunted this morning, so I did not hunt, so they're going to carry the updates from the field this week. So, Jeff, what's your, your update from the field? Yesterday morning, me and my wife went out. We hunted out of a ground blind on a feeder. We didn't see anything, but we had a good morning in the woods. That evening, I went and hunted out of a uh, ladder stand. I saw four deer that time. Two uh, were just coming through. It was a doe and her fawn. Um, They came up out of the creek about 70 yards away and walked the other way, so I didn't get an opportunity at those. Um, About 15 minutes after that, I had two other does come running through. Uh, my stand area. Uh, they were. They appeared to be pushed. About a half hour after that, I discovered what had pushed them. The neighbor was walking his property with his dogs. That's what pushed those deer out. Uh, this morning, I went out for the morning, hunted the same ladder stand. I got pushed out of the woods a little early because of rain. I didn't feel like sitting out there and getting all wet, you know. It was still early. I got plenty of time. So, but that's what I've been up to. And if you guys follow us on Instagram, both Jacob and Jeff posted in our, in our Instagram story, kind of like, uh, their, their view from the stand. So it's a, we're a Ohio Huntsman podcast on Instagram. We're going to be posting stuff like that, uh, Instagram stories throughout the, throughout the season. So you can keep up to date, even more up to date than our, than our weekly updates from the field. So if you want like daily day of stuff check us out there so jake your updates from the field i also hunted opening day in the morning got a little later start than i wanted uh, which was kind of disappointing because i've been waiting for opening day but my alarm went off and i was quick to turn it off because i didn't want my wife to wake up and then i fell back asleep oh so a little later start i still made it you know, before daylight and all that, but I wanted to be in the woods and settled and let the woods, you know, let all my disturbance settle down. So I was hoping to be in like an hour before shooting first shooting light, but I ended up getting there, you know, 15 minutes before shooting light. But I, uh, had a good morning sitting in the stand, didn't see anything. Everything looked promising when I was in the stand. It appeared that I was on some good deer trails. However, uh, once I decided to call it a morning, um, I got down and kind of looked around a little closer and what I thought were deer trails were not, um, they were probably last year's deer trails. They're not being used this year. So where that stand is, uh, this is the farm out on the east side of the state probably needs to be moved at this point. It's too late. Unfortunately with work and other family life and stuff, I just didn't get out to that property to move stands around. So that stand probably won't get hunted this year, but that's okay. I do have a camera out pretty close to that stand that I've been watching. And that's kind of why I chose that stand because there's been good activity on it. It's kind of looking um, on the backside of a cornfield between the corn uh, and the woods, I guess, or what we assume would be bedding area. And there's been some good movement through there. They're running that edge and... I did pull my camera on my way out of the woods and it was, um, 
evil, basically. Um, there was two beautiful bucks that went by about 5.30 in the morning opening day, which granted, that's obviously before shooting light. Couldn't have shot at those deer. Uh, but the fact that they were so close yet so far away was kind of torturous. Uh, and there also was a doe that um, had walked that edge and then I saw it come back the other way the same time I came into the woods. So I clearly had pushed that deer back by coming into the woods. So maybe if I'd have been on stand when I wanted to, that deer may have done something different. Who knows? Um, can't really think about it now, but, um, I did go to the same area today, but I sat on the ground, just kind of tucked back under a tree and some brush to hopefully catch. Uh, I've had a doe, um, going through that, walking that ridge pretty much every morning around eight o'clock, uh, walking that edge. So I was hoping that she would do her normal walk. Um, didn't happen, but I had, again, had a good morning until it started raining. Um, so that kind of cut my morning short too. And then I was moving around a little bit under this tree to see if I could maybe find a better setup. Cause I just kind of did it on a whim this morning. I just it was dark and I'm like, well, that looks kind of like a cool little place. I'll sit in there. And it turned out to be really nice. I'll probably use it again. I just might have to move some stuff around, uh, to make it a little better. But while I was doing that, I did see a first year fawn, um, probably about 75, 80 yards down the corn, uh, just doing what fawns do, hopping around, playing around. So then I kind of sat tight to see what it would do. It went the other way, further away from me. And I never saw the mom, whether it was with the fawn or not. I don't know. It never showed up. It was raining at the time. So that was my two sets so far. I did not hunt either evening. Last night I had family plans and now it's Sunday night and we're recording your podcast. So that's my deer season so far. Unfortunately, uh, no harvest at this point, but it's early. Um, oh, and I did, uh, forgot this part too. When it was still dark this morning, I sat down. Uh, I did have a deer. I heard a deer, uh, pretty close to me. I don't know what it was. I just know it was pretty close and it sounded like it was pushed by something, whether it was disturbed from me coming in. I'd only been sitting probably for 20 minutes and it was still well dark. Um, but I heard that deer. So there's definitely deer where I'm at. It's just a matter of Finishing. Getting one in front of you. Yeah, getting one in front of you, finishing the deal. So um, that's kind of what my season's been so far. A couple good sits, enjoyed my time, but nothing to show for it yet. Cool. Those are our updates from the field for this week, and now we're going to get into the topic for this week, which is bears in Ohio. So you probably know, but if you don't, there are bears in Ohio. The ODNR recognizes that there's, you know, between... 50 and 100 bears in the state, they say. And you've probably seen in the media when people start getting pictures of bears, you know, it ends up uh, on the news. Maybe less so in southern Ohio, but but more so in, in uh, northern, northeast Ohio. You, you may have seen the news coverage of the bear, the black bear that got hit on the highway in Akron. And so today we're going to just kind of have a a BS session, if you will, about bears in Ohio, our thoughts, and we're just going to kind of have a talk about bears and uh, see where the conversation goes. So, Jeff, why don't you give us a little kind of history, if you have it, on bears in Ohio, or, or kind of uh, what information you have at this point? 
Um, bears um, are native to Ohio, um, but the population was extirpated in around 1850. And then since the 90s, they've started to filter their way back in, um, typically from the surrounding states of Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Um, the states with that they're primarily in right now, the resident bear population that Ohio has, is uh, in the northeast corner, um, filtering in from Pennsylvania that way. That's where um, they, the one that got hit in Akron, that's where... There, that bear had ear tags, yes, right? And that, that, bear that bear was tagged, It yes. came from Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Um, so, yeah, filtering in from that area of Pennsylvania. And then there's also um, some bear that filter in from West Virginia into southeast Ohio. The primary counties that Ohio bears are being sighted in are Ashtabula, Trumbull, um, and Portage, um, and then with some also being sighted in the uh, northeast, or sorry, southeast corridor, um, basically all the riverfront counties. So I guess I was unaware of that, there, that there's, there seems to be more of a population in the northeastern corner of the state. I, w- I just assumed that the southern part of the state being more rural would have more bears but well there could be a little bit of a bias in the data because what how they're recording bears is by reported sightings and confirmed sightings oh. if there's less population right. it's less likely for a bear to be reported to see it yeah right and also uh the, the majority of the way that uh the confirmed sightings are being tracked in Ohio is through trail camera photos. Um, about 20% of the confirmed sightings in Ohio are confirmed by a trail camera photo. Okay. Which I saw a couple pictures online a couple weeks ago with a, a bear with cubs somewhere in the, and I don't remember. Yeah, that I was in, I, I believe, Ashabula County. Okay. Um, but yeah, up in the northeast corner. Okay. Um, of the state, there was a uh, bear sighted, a sow sighted with cubs, um, at least two. Um, they they recorded two cubs at, in one photo, so there's at least two. There may have been more. Right. So that's all good information. So here's a, a, a question, I guess, for you guys. Have you ever seen a bear in the woods, in the wild? I have not. I've... Well, not in Ohio. I've seen bear in the wild, but never in Ohio. What states? I have seen bear in North Carolina, Tennessee. I think just North Carolina and Tennessee. In Colorado. Any bears out in the wild? Uh, I don't believe I've ever seen a black bear in the wild. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have. I've been... I know in Pennsylvania we saw elk at grandpa's camp but i don't think i've ever seen bear i have only seen zoo bears i've never seen bears in the zoo not uh nothing in the wild i know for a fact that you've seen a bear in the wild because we were together when you saw the bear in tennessee oh yes i forgot about that bear yes we were on a vacation and yeah we saw a bear in tennessee 
I don't know how I forgot about that already. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. A pretty cool, uh, that was a pretty cool moment. And that bear, I didn't get to see it. I was still up on top of the hill with the other half of the party, but um, that bear had a collar on, right? It was yeah, collared. it was a collared bear. Yeah, we were what we were in a national what what national park was that, Jeff? That was the Smoky Mountains okay. National Park. That's what I thought, but I, w- I didn't want to misspeak. So yes, I take that back. I have seen a bear in the wild. I've also seen a moose in the wild, but we're not talking about moose today. I've also seen a moose in the wild. No, I've never seen a moose in the wild. I feel like I'm left out. <laughs> I, on I thought I had a one up on Jeff, but I guess not. He's pretty well traveled in the wildlife. Okay, so. We've not seen bears in Ohio. You ever seen any sign of bears in Ohio? I have not. No, I have not either. Not that I'm aware of, at least. I mean, I never, nothing that's jumped out like that is from a bear. So, short story. I was hunting. I was a kid. This was, this happened the time that I shot my first deer. Standing in the woods. Kid, dad dropped me off. Says, you know wait here drop me off at first light you know we got up there in the dark standing there on the ground you know we're just hunting from the ground shotgun hunting bored out of my mind i'm a kid i start i you know got a pocket knife start scratching the tree up like it's bear sign because i'm bored out of my mind and uh I think if you ask dad he remembers that story he thought that was kind of funny i was over there scratching the tree up like it was a bear but uh i thought yeah. you were going to tell me someone else down at the cabin came up to that tree and said there was bear down there no no <laughs> it was me just being a kid uh, but know, uh let down, my mind wander down by our cabin the the male guy hit a bear didn't he i don't know that I, I believe the guy that runs the mail route down by our cabin hit a black bear couple years back really i know there's some story um and you have to know the area i guess there's a lot of stories down in that area it's a very sparsely populated area um so stories travel and get kind of interesting quick there's one tree down there with bear sign on it i've seen it it with my own eyes (laughs) (laughs) right right um but yes, I have heard some stories of there being a bear that ran around down there for some period of time. I didn't hear that the mailman hit it with his car, but um, I did hear that there was a bear at least at one point running around down there. But Yeah, never had, never seen any sign down there. Seen bobcats, but no, uh, no bear. So that being said, would you guys, if Ohio were to... Well, forget Ohio, I guess, for now. Would you be interested or would you want to go on a bear hunt? Yes, I would. Um, I think it would be a good experience. I think it would be fun, enjoyable. Um, I know in our immediate area, you know, Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, as far as I know, it's not real easy as an out-of-state resident to get a bear tag. Um at least I know I looked because our grandpa had a camp in Pennsylvania. I'm not exactly sure the county or location, but um, somewhere near where the elk are, um, central Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think it might be Elk, elk county. county. Yeah. Um, and there's it's convenient. It's convenient. Yeah. And there um, are bear around there. And I've looked in that area for out of state bear tag, and it's a lottery, and your odds are super, super, super low. 
Um, and that would be my only easy quote unquote opportunity because there's already a camp there. Right. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested in doing it. My wife told me that, um, she would not be interested in me doing it cause she doesn't want to eat bear. No. Um, but I think if I actually did it and got a bear, I think she'd try it, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I'd be very interested in hunting bear and, uh, I've looked into it as well just to see, you know, what the, the cost would be to go out of state and hunt one. And, you know, I've talked to my wife about it, see if she would be interested. You know, she's a new hunter and she's kind of expressed some interest in it as well. So, so would you want to, cause there's kind of two ways, I guess that I'm aware of to hunt bear. You, you hunt them over bait or out West. You can do more of like a spot and stalk style hunt. What, Jeff, what would you rather do? Well, there's a there's a third there's a third option. option that is pretty common in West Virginia, I believe, and that's hunting with dogs. You oh right, yeah, tree a bear and hunt it that way. And I I don't think I'd be interested in that. I it just doesn't seem a whole lot of fun to me. I mean, it's the dogs chase the bear. You know, the dogs do all the work. All I'm doing is following the dogs and shooting a bear out of a tree. So I don't think I'd, I'd be very interested in that one that just didn't, you know, if I, if I wanted to do a bear hunt, I think I, I would prefer hunting over, over bait, you know, um, just because also the spot and stalk method, you know, is I'd have to actually probably go somewhere further out of state where right. I could go somewhere close and hunt over bait. And I would bet that the, hunting with dogs is is probably fun it's probably just a very you know we've not done anything like that it's i think it's more about like the camaraderie of the guys that you're with and the you know working the dogs and watching the dogs work yeah it's probably similar to driving deer you know it's, it's similar to doing deer drives during gun season it's a camaraderie thing and yeah yeah i mean how about you jake what style would you choose I mean, all variables taken out, I would say like a spot and stock would be the most enjoyable or cool experience. Um, that's assuming that I had the same opportunity to do that as I have to do, you know, over bait or with dogs. Um, realistically, the, my opportunity would probably be more like a over bait hunt. Um, just cause that's what would be like in Pennsylvania or, um, so I would say if I had to choose one and I had unlimited resources, I would rather spot and stock, but so you're saying that because it's closer, it's, I have a much better chance of doing it over bait than ever spot stalking a bear out West or out West. Yeah. Just, I mean, I'd love to go out West. I hope I get to go out West at some point. I plan on going out West, but not right now yeah so yeah okay what about you you didn't answer the question uh i i'm figuring if i'm gonna do a bear hunt i want to go do a spot and stalk i think that would be cool i think that'd be a lot of fun i've never done that kind of hunting i think that kind of hunting in general would be fun interesting you know it's always been tree stand or or you know sitting in the woods or or doing you know doing deer drives but I think getting up in the mountains, I haven't spent a ton of time in the mountains, but I just would, I'd like to spend more time in the mountains. 
big hurdle for me is, you know, like if you're going to do something back country where you got to camp and stuff, we did, we've just not done that. So that's kind of a big barrier to entry for me, I guess, as far as learning how to do that, sort of refining that system, you know, those guys that grew up doing it, they probably take a lot of that for granted on how to, how to do that. I just have millions of questions and probably things I don't even know to ask questions about. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, that would be, that would be my pick, I guess would be to go out West and do a, do a spot and stalk style hunt. So coming back to Ohio, do you think there'll be a bear season in Ohio? And if so, how long before they open a season with, you know, their, the ODNR sort of recognizes that there's 50 to a hundred bears in the state. How many bears do you think we need before they'll open a season? That's a hard thing to answer. Cause I don't know if they would want to establish a bear population throughout the whole state before they opened, you know, hunting in any counties. Um, but, you know, I kind of see that the uh, eastern, I'll just say the eastern half of the state and the along the Ohio River seem to be the most suitable bear habitat. Um, so those counties will probably get bears first and the, will have the best bear populations. So hopefully they, you know, do something similar to what they do with Turkey and they, you know, did open it up gradually by counties as the population came in but i believe the the population is growing and it's growing fast because the bears especially the ones coming from pennsylvania pennsylvania has a pretty active bear hunting season i mean last year uh three of the counties that touched you know that northeast corner of ohio um crawford county there was 40 bears harvested in Crawford County. There was 13 harvested in Erie County and then six harvested in Mercer County. So just the fact that they can, you know, go across the border and have zero hunting pressure, you know, was, is going to push bears into the county or into the state. The home range of female bears is typically between 25 and 50 miles you know, just, that's a pretty big area. Yeah, yeah. And then for male bears, their home range is uh, typically between 100 and 125 miles. So hearing those numbers surprises me that they're saying that there's only 50 to 100 bears in the state. If they're harvesting, the one county you said there was 39 bears or something? or what? 40 bears were 40 harvested bears. In, in 2017 in Crawford County, which touches ohio um i think it's uh by youngstown is where now that 50 to 100 bears number is the odnr recognizing that as resident ohio bears bears that do not return to pennsylvania at any point i believe their statement is that there's 50 to 100 bears in ohio at any one time so some are resident bears and some are uh basically just visiting passing through looking for suitable habitat or or share their you know share their range between pennsylvania and ohio so do you guys 
just trying to get a sense for how quickly a bear population grows. So a, a sow can have two to three cubs. Two is probably more typical. Two, two, two to three is average. It, they can have, typically in their first uh, breeding year, they typically just have one. After mm-hmm. that, they have between two and three, but sometimes four. Um, there's been reported cases of five. But unlike deer, I think bear, and I don't know what the term is, but parent for more than one season, right? Yes, Those, yes. The cubs they, are a couple years old before they're completely they, weaned from their mother. Yes, they breed every other year. Okay. And yeah, so they, they don't leave their mother until they're a year and a half, essentially about old, um, when the mother is ready to breed again. Do we have any information on what the survival rate of those cubs are just because they're, I mean, I feel like not because necessarily, but it certainly plays a factor that when, since deer kick their young out, I don't say early, but, um, maybe before they're fully matured or grown that may contribute to mortality. I wonder if bear since they let them stick around longer if mom can protect them longer i don't know i would assume i don't have any data on that um but i mean the only real predator for bears is humans um other bears bears, and then canines whether they're coyotes or domestic dogs you know and they're all of those are only really you know humans are preying upon adult bears but once they're the mother is you know, kick them out, essentially. I think humans are the only real predator other than another bear, and another bear isn't probably going to kill them for food, but more of a territory thing. Right. Jeff, do you you know if the seasons in the states that surround us, are those male bear only, or are they, do they not distinguish between sex? I am pretty sure that Pennsylvania is not a male bear only state um i believe you can't hunt a you can't shoot a bear that has cubs a sow that has cubs with her but i don't believe they distinguish i'm not sure about west virginia um i know kentucky's bear season is once a quota is met it closes okay and it's you know in 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 a county and that county will be like, you know, five bears or one male or two males. And so whichever comes first, if, if they hit five bears, it closes. Or if they shoot, or and actually females, I misspoke there. No, I was going to ask. Yeah, I misspoke. Yeah, okay. Females. If they shoot two females in that county, it closes. Shuts whether it Whether those are the first two bears. Okay. I've heard of that out west in certain circumstances um the one that's coming to mind not with bear but um with sheep out west somewhere in i think it's in montana somewhere there's like over the counter you can just anyone can just go buy a sheep tag and go hunt this like rugged wilderness area but it's the same thing there's only like two sheep allowed to be taken out of here and once two are taken they shut everything down yeah so that's kind of an interesting idea the only 
hurdle to that is you have to have some sort of a leeway as to, you know, if the bear harvested on Monday, the season probably has, you have to give them at least a couple days for everyone to get that information. Yeah. I I think in, in Kentucky, it's the responsibility of the hunter to check in every day. I think it's every Kentucky. You have cell service everywhere out West. That's not necessarily feasible. I I believe it's, yeah, their responsibility every day to before you go out to hunt to see is the season open today. Yeah, I think for some reason forty eight hours is sticking into my head. Maybe that's how long they have after you harvest a sheep to get back to civilization and and get I'm pretty, it. Reported. I'm pretty sure that when I'm thinking of out west, it's two days after, like it's forty eight hours or yeah. something. There's it's it closes forty eight hours after that second sheep is harvested and that's just because people are out of touch with civilization right right. but at that point you still need some way to check in at least every couple days you know and a lot of the guys are not a lot but like i said it's the one i'm thinking of is a pretty hard unit out there and those guys hunt 15 days straight just because they get so far in there it's not worth coming back out right but yeah I digress. We're talking about sheep. We're supposed to be talking about bears. <laughs> right. <laughs> to circle back on whether uh, we're going to have a huntable population and how long, I'm I'm estimating that there will be some sort of bear hunting in Ohio within 10 years. I think that the counties that currently have bear populations, the, the bear populations are going to grow pretty rapidly. Yeah. And... They're going to need to do something to control the populations in those counties. Yeah. Because I know that one that uh, got hit on the highway in Akron, there was video of it in Wadsworth tearing down somebody's shepherd hook getting at the bird feeders. And I think you start seeing more of that and people are going to be not super thrilled about having bears raiding their bird feeders. Yeah, it's going to be an adjustment for Ohioans yeah. to, to, to learn how to live with bears. Yeah. I mean, because for the past 100 and, what is that, 150 years, there there hasn't been any bears. So basically no one alive today has right was has seen a, you know, had to deal with it, right. had to keep your trash locked up or whatever. Right. Yeah. So it's going to be a, an adjustment. Yeah. For sure. Have you, this is, it's bear related. It's, it's unrelated to Ohio bear. Have you guys seen the video of the, it's a bear and I think there's a dumpster in the background or something and he, he comes into camera view. He starts scratching his back on this post and there must be <laughs> a piece of tubing or a piece of, something pipe not pipe but some kind of flexible rubber hose or something swings around and hits him in the nuts yeah yeah Yeah. and he kind of crumples up on the ground i don't know why but that just tickles (laughs) me it just makes me laugh every time i see it yeah i'll try to find that and we can post it in the show notes for anybody that hasn't seen it it's good for a laugh but jake you have a you and i have talked about a theory not a theory but just if we were emperor of the, of the world, you know, a very limited Ohio bear hunt. Do you want to expand on that or, or kind of tell the audience about that? Or I mean, basically, just as you've 
as we've started to see more and more about bear in Ohio, it kind of opens up this idea of are you know, is there ever going to be a huntable population? Will we be able to hunt bear in Ohio? And my theory, I guess, like you said, if I was emperor of the world is I just feel like it would be such a, an enormous influx of money. If you could somehow manage to get a bear season with all the, cause it's going to have to be a lottery. Obviously you can't right. just, it's not going to be anything like deer tags where you can just go buy them. Um, it's going to have to be a lottery. You put a application fee on there. Plus a bear tag. If you look at the price of bear tags around just our neighboring States, I mean, they're much, much more expensive than a deer tag. You're not talking 20 bucks. Roughly. What do you guys um, know? What a bear tag in like Pennsylvania or any, any idea? I don't because a lot of other states around us, if you're for a residence, you know, it's a, you, you pay a pretty higher initial fee for a hunting license and then your tags are a little cheaper oh, where, so where really ours are down. The... Yeah. Yeah. Our licenses are fairly cheap and our tags are fairly cheap for residents where in other states, your initial license is pretty expensive and the tags are cheaper. I right. see. I mean, I've seen just, I don't know an exact figure, but I've seen like bear tags. I mean, you're going to be in the hundreds versus the less than a hundred dollars. Right. And again, like, you know, you put a application fee and then even if you refund the majority of that application fee, if you don't draw, I mean, you're still making, you know, I, I would imagine a huge number of people that are actively hunting. If they're given the opportunity would apply for a bear hunt in Ohio. Yeah. Well, just look at how lucrative the, uh, the lotteries are for deer hunts, controlled deer hunts. I mean, they charge a $3 application fee and have thousands, tens of thousands of applications. I mean, that's, they, they, the ODNR gets a lot of money. Now, I don't know what that money goes towards exactly, but I would assume that some of it is just profit for the ODNR. I don't think it can cost all of that amount of money to host these hunts. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And those are only $3 an application. So that's a very minimal fee. Right. And I mean, obviously again, if this were to ever come to be, I'm assuming they would incorporate something like the out West point system and whatever to make everything fair. I don't know. They, I don't know what the ODNR will do, but I just feel like it's maybe it's not well known, but from everything I've seen the ODNR is tight on money. So I feel like, again, obviously you need a sustainable population to start hunting it, but, um, I just feel like it's such a huge possible revenue that they could tap into, you know, it doesn't even have to be, you know, when you and I talked, I think it was one bear, you know, they're going to give one tag away. Right. And at that point, you know, it's still, I mean, it's just, and then you could obviously, you know, cause then the argument is, well, if you only have a population of 50 bears and you give one tag away and they shoot a sow, uh, you know, or whatever. But at that point, you know, you can put whatever regulation you want on it right. to where you, it's, you know, it's a male only bear tag. And if you shoot a sow, then you put whatever penalty you want. There's more money. You know, if you shoot right. a sow, you got a $10,000, whatever. Or just, you better be darn sure what bear you're shooting. Right. Yeah. Or just make it that, you know, if I, you shoot a sow, yeah, there's a penalty 
and the season closes for five years, you know, right or whatever. No can, one gets the hunt bear right, they again. They can do whatever they want five with years. it. Right. They can do whatever they want with it. But that was just kind of what you and I were talking. Like, I just feel like it's such a, could be potentially such a moneymaker, you know, and I'm not looking for the ODNR to rip people off. You know, right. That's not yeah. what I'm saying, but I think people would pay for that opportunity. Like Jeff said, just like they pay for these controlled hunts. Um, people are hard up for places to hunt. And if you give them a new opportunity, you know, and obviously there would have to be some sort of buy-in for land. I'm not sure what the public land landscape looks like where the bear are. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if that's all private. And at that point, where are these people going to hunt on this tag? You know, I don't know. I, have, I don't have the answer to that. But So you're talking about doing this currently with the current bear population or soon with a Yes, that was what well, we were, Jason and I were just talking, like, like shooting said, the bull one shooting day. Shooting the bull yeah. one day, and, you know, there's this bear running around Wadsworth and Akron and causing problems, so to speak. I mean, it was just a bear being a bear, but people around that area aren't used to bear, so they were thinking it was a big nuisance. You know, hide your children, hide your wives type thing. There's a bear coming. But I just feel like we could... It had to be super limited at this population, granted. Um, and I don't know that we really know how many bear there are. Because like you said, if your reporting data is sightings, you know, it's, I don't, again, I don't, I'm not super familiar with bear, but I don't think they like to make a habit of being seen. I think they're kind of a pretty private animal. You know, they're not, as far as I know, they're not like a deer where if you drive around farm fields in the evening, you're going to see deer in the field. You know, you're not going to see bear like that. You know, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think it kind of it goes to show because the majority of the bear confirmed bear sightings in Ohio are from trail cameras. They're not from people seeing them and taking photos or even bear, you know, because the way that they can confirm a bear sighting is a ODNR employee sees it. Someone takes a photo or they find some sort of bear sign, whether that's hair, track, or scat. Okay. You know, so I, I think that kind of just goes to show that they, they are pretty private animals yeah. because people aren't seeing them. It's trail cameras in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, when we talked about it that day, I just thought it was an interesting idea to kind of play around with, you know, a, a single bit, you know, because... It still is a low number of bears in the state, but a single bear put into a lottery, everybody, you know, puts money into apply and, you know, the money goes back to conservation, habitat improvement, something like that would be. Right. I mean, you can earmark it to do whatever you want with it. I mean, just to use kind of anecdotal evidence, so to speak, or, you know, I mean, this year a bear was hit by a car at least one bear was hit by a car in akron ohio you know and even if you wanted to put a rule in place where any reported you know bear that dies in the state that's a female bear closes the season it's over you know i mean i don't know how you do it but right i feel like there's a way i believe at least three bears were hit by cars in ohio this year okay i Right. So three bears, there's at least three bears taken from the population. Right. You know, so one single bear tag, one single bear right. is not going to hurt 
Right. And you're there dying other ways. Why not use it as an opportunity to raise some funds? Right. You're looking for something very similar to what they're doing out west in Indiana or not Indiana, uh, Idaho, Idaho with with the grizzly grizzly bear population. That's kind of what triggered it in my brain is, yeah, they just opened up grizzly hunting out west, which is a whole nother topic. (laughs) Yeah. That's a whole can of worms, a whole can of worms we won't get into, but yeah, so that was kind of the same thing, though. They, I think it was Idaho, I think was the state that gave, is going to do one single grizzly tag. You know, so that's kind of the idea. That's kind of what triggered it. I'm like, well, they can do it with grizzly bear. Why can't we do it with black bear? All right, right. And raise a ton of money for conservation. Right. And I think to kind of move us into future bear hunting, when Ohio has a, you know, large bear population where it's, more tags are being issued. I think Ohio is going to be a hotspot for bear. I think people are going to, just like they're coming to Ohio for big bucks, they're going to come to Ohio for big bear. Because Pennsylvania is has some of the biggest bear, black bear. Uh, the largest black bear ever killed by a hunter was killed in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, I believe... Four of the top ten, maybe five of the top ten, were all in Pennsylvania. The third largest bear, I believe the third, ever killed by a hunter, because larger ones have been found, you know, skulls found dead. But the third largest bear ever killed by a hunter was in Fayette County, Pennsylvania, in 2005, which is... uh, Close to Morgantown, West Virginia. That's the rough area. Okay. And that bear was only killed 75 miles from Ohio. And it was a male bear. And male bears' home ranges are 100 miles. So that bear very well could have been in Ohio. Been in Ohio. And that was a 700-pound bear. Holy smokes. Yeah. Why do you think they're bigger? Do you think... They just have an easier life out here, or they've got donuts, or... <laughs> I, I think it's quality habitat along with genetics. A lot you know, of mast crops, like the, the, the nut crops, I'm, I'm, you know, the acorns and the yeah, yeah. hickory nuts. And, and, you know, bear are also kind of like agricultural crops, okay. you know, of... And, you know, getting into apple orchards and fruits and, you know, so I, I think it's it's both habitat that it's a little bit of an easier living, right. you know, compared to a lot of the other places that they currently are. And it's probably has something to do with a little bit of genetics. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, is there anything else we want to cover on bears before we shut it off today? trying to look something up real quick (laughs) okay that could possibly spur some conversation bergman's rule that's what i was looking for um so to go back to what you i'll explain what bergman's rule is to go back to what you're saying you said ohio would be big bear there bergman's rule what that means is, is as you get further north from the equator animals get larger so what you're saying is the biggest bear in pennsylvania that would be bigger than bear in New York State or Maine. So that kind of defies that in a sense. But you think that's because there's more agricultural crop. Because, I mean, that's where you, the white-tailed deer follow Bergman's rule. I mean, the 
deer south are much smaller. We're not talking antler size at this point, body size, smaller. And as you go up, your biggest body deer are going to be in Saskatchewan, Canada. I mean, regularly they're killing deer up there that are 300 pound, just monster whitetails. So I would, I mean, I'm sure bear follow the same thing. Um, has to do with heat dissipation and that kind of stuff is, you know, gotta be bigger, more fat to survive cold. But so I think what you're saying is they might, Ohio might be the perfect middle of, we have the agricultural, we're more North. So I think that might kind of give you, I don't want to use the term super bear, but you know, your perfect middle where it's, you know, there's enough food because we don't have those harsh, harsh winters that kill everything necessarily. Every once in a while we have pretty bad ones, but nothing like you would have up in Canada. But we're north enough to where just genetically they're going to be a little bigger. Yeah, basically all I know is that Pennsylvania has big bears. So whatever they're doing, whatever is going on in Pennsylvania is, you know... there's not much difference between, you know, where that area of Pennsylvania and Ohio. Right. So it, it should be pretty similar and people could flock to try to shoot big bears, especially if we let the population grow for a while. Right. Um, you know, there could be very old, mature bears. Cause that could be the other thing with Pennsylvania is that they, allow the bears to mature um i believe both of these uh both the bears in the top five for largest the biggest bear ever killed by a hunter and the third the pennsylvania uh game commission i think that's what they call it uh estimated those those bears to be over 10 years old wow so they were old Old bears. bears yeah okay yeah i mean i don't know again i just think it's a potential huge revenue that Ohio could tap into in terms of wildlife money. Yeah. You know, I don't know without getting into a rabbit hole too deep, you know, I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff with out of state licenses and increasing those fees. And because at this point, I don't know, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Ohio is still one of the lowest out of state license states. Yeah. Especially in Big buck right, territory, right. you know, quality buck habitat. Depending on the year, top five big buck state. Right, right. And, yeah, for that specifically, yeah, I believe we're very affordable for out-of-state hunters. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how things shake out here, I guess, over the next couple of years, couple of seasons, and see, see where it goes. So if there's... Nothing else then at this point. You guys, we talked about everything you guys wanted to cover. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then we'll sign off. As always, subscribe to the show. That way you'll get notified when there's new episodes release. Check us out on Facebook. We're always posting things on there to kind of get your feedback or what we're up to. Facebook at uh, Ohio Huntsman and Instagram at Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Thanks for listening.